In the shadow of your wings I will abide forever And hear my spirit sings I will rejoice in you, my God Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Friends, it's a privilege to announce to you Hope for East Newton. A series of revival services just around the corner. It will begin March 17 through 24. That's the week just before Palm Sunday and leading up to Palm Sunday. On those eight nights beginning Sunday, March 17th, we'll have revival services at eight different churches that are a part of the East Newton Ministerial Alliance with eight different preachers from the Alliance speaking. Again, it begins March 17th at 6.30. The First Church of God will hold the first service in Granby. Please be present each night and share with the congregation there that we all might be drawn closer to Jesus Christ and that the lost might be saved. Friends, if we were to be totally honest, we could all think of times when we thought things and maybe even said things that were completely wrong. Then it was only later when we saw something or read something or someone corrected us that we could finally understand and see our mistake. Once I almost caused my older sister Molly to double over in laughter while describing to her a fancy serving dish, I called it a silver compost. Through her unbridled glee, she said, I think you mean a silver compote. I don't think I ever made that mistake again. Now, the error that day was not of much real consequence, but there are times when the incorrect things that we allow to come out of our mouths can cause lasting hurt and real damage. By contrast, we can use our tongues to bring truth that frees and heals and comforts. But if the latter is going to happen, then we must yield our hearts and then our tongues to the control of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the book of James says that no man can tame the tongue. Let me say that again. James says that no man can tame the tongue. So what are we to do? We must yield the taming and training of our tongues to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we need to learn from this book of James concerning the power of the tongue and what blessings it can bring as well. In the truths found in the book of James, we will find the source of real power and grace that will allow Jesus to speak to us and through us. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, what a privilege it is to use our tongues to communicate with you and with others just now. But Pop, at times we have allowed evil to fill our hearts and then to gush from our mouths. May this never be again. Cleanse our hearts, please, Lord. Fill our hearts with the thoughts of the Holy Spirit and then use our tongues to teach, to comfort, to bring healing. Father, use us to speak light into the lives of others. This is our prayer in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When we're unsure as to what to say, 
it would be wise for us to remember the words of Abraham Lincoln, who is quoted as saying, better to remain silent and thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. But Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, bringing balance to the truth concerning the proper use of our tongues is also quoted as saying, it is a sin to be silent when it is your duty to protest. This thinking, I believe, caused him to say the following. Whenever I hear anyone arguing for slavery, I feel a strong impulse to see it tried on him personally. There's great power in the tongue, isn't there, to change hearts and minds for the better or for the worse. May we yield our untamable tongues to Jesus, amen, and be used by God to his glory as we speak the truth in love. With all this in mind, let us begin to read our chief text from James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Again, James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. There we read, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. James calls himself a teacher. Understanding both on earth and in heaven, we receive a stricter judgment as we teach. Verse 2, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone doesn't stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Now let's read James 3, 1 and 2 from the New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Friends, when we teach, obviously, we do use our tongues, and God certainly wants teaching to take place in the church. But God wants it to come from those who have been called and gifted to teach. Dr. Henry Morris speaks to this in his study Bible concerning these verses from James. He says, quote, The gift of teaching, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, is from God and involves great responsibility. It's presumptuous for anyone to try to teach God's word unless he has been called and prepared by God to do so in its truth and fullness. We must first believe in its absolute authority, speaking of the Bible, and be a diligent student of the word, 2 Timothy 2.15, and be apt to teach, 2 Timothy 2.24-25, end of quote. Friends, James 3, verses 1 and 2 are talking about formal times when the church doctrine and policy are being formulated. This is not to be done by the novice, rather by one who is spirit-filled, spirit-led, and mature in the faith. James goes on to say in verse 3, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. At times, a special bit must be used if a horse is unruly. It is only then that the horse can be controlled. Friends, if only we would look heavenward and talk to Jesus in our hearts before we begin to speak. Oh, what heartache could be avoided if we would do this. Then James gives this powerful illustration of a ship. Look also at ships. 
Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. May Jesus be the pilot of our ships, and may he control our tongues. Amen. The Queen Mary was one of the largest ships ever built at the time. It was 1,018 feet long, and it weighed 81,000 tons. Yet Queen Mary's rudder, by contrast, weighed only 150 tons. That'd be 0.19% of the total weight of the ship. It doesn't take much to turn a ship. Our tongues can literally turn us around in our tracks. Remember a time when that happened to you? Verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire. Let's say it again. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Growing up in Southern California, when we would camp out or cook out in the mountains, we would be most careful to completely extinguish our campfires, lest the forest be set ablaze by even a small, unattended flame. Thoughtless words can do the same to our lives and the lives of others around us. O Lord, make us to be peacemakers, putting out fires instead of being arsons. Note also the text says, Again, James chapter 3, we're in verse 7 now. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no one, listen to that, but no one can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who've been made in the similitude or the likeness of God. Verse 10, out of the same mouth proceed what? Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Friends, remember the Apostle Peter denied his Lord Jesus Christ with an oath after most solemnly protesting that he would never do it? Matthew 26, 74 from the New Living Translation. Peter swore a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man, speaking of Jesus. And immediately the rooster crowed as Jesus predicted. We can bring curses on ourselves, friends. I don't know if you've seen the video or not, but there's a man who is bringing curses before the parliament of Turkey on the state of Israel as he concludes his time of cursing Israel he walks just a step or two from his podium and falls back and hits his head on the floor he had died in the midst of cursing Israel Lincoln also said of America America will never be destroyed from the outside it will falter and lose if we falter and lose our freedoms it will because we destroy ourselves how will this take place? By cutting words that wound and destroy. So much of this is happening in the world today right now. God wants us to be peacemakers. He wants our mouths to be like a fresh spring. Verse 11 asks a question, does a spring send forth water that is fresh and bitter at the same opening? 
Another quote from Lincoln, you can tell the greatness of a man by what makes him angry. But others would also say you can see the foolishness and the insignificance of a man by what makes him angry. Inappropriate anger will often lead to harsh words that will not soon be forgotten. God wants the flow of our lips to be clean and clear. Cleaner than driven snow is what we long to be, so we must be diligently to continually offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to Jesus Christ. Our total being, spirit, soul, and body, and our total body, meaning even our tongues. Verse 12, can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Our grapevine bear figs, thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Friends, we know that God wants us to use our tongues, as we've already said, to teach others, to powerfully evangelize others by the truth of the scriptures. But we must use them under the direction and control of the Holy Spirit. Let's call upon him to do that with our tongues. Let's pray to Jesus Christ about that right now, shall we? Lord Jesus Christ, our prayer is that you would speak through us, that the power of your words would flow from our tongues, that the past misuse of our tongues be repented of and truly forgiven. But Lord, we do not want to be repeat offenders. We want to be cleaner than driven snow. We want to have a life of fidelity. We want to use, again, our tongues for your glory and for good, not for evil. So please, Father, take away our sins by your precious blood. Lord Jesus, please sanctify our tongues in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit and grant us the, de the desire of our heart, the true desire of our heart, that from now on we would speak to your glory, Lord Jesus Christ, building up your church. Again, Father, forgive us for the times we've failed, but Lord, we don't want to live in failure, and we won't live in failure. We refuse to. We want to meditate on your word day and night and let that meditation so transform us from the inside out that we begin to speak your words from our heart that's been totally converted. And Father, then take those words and may those words be remembered by those that we speak to. And may they even be repeated by those that we speak to, but that your ministry might be multiplied and that the truth of the gospel might spread to the entire world. Again, Father, we're praying in sincerity, asking not only for your forgiveness, but your empowerment that our tongues might be tamed by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And it's in that name that we pray, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you my God in the shadow